And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a terrific week. A great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Kenny Cody. It was a great time talking to Kenny. Uh, and we just did a deep dive into the midterms. We looked at uh, some polling data. We looked at where a lot of the GOP candidates stand going into the midterms, which are around one month away. Uh, we talked about Herschel Walker and his most recent scandal and all that stuff. Um, just a lot of election talk. Uh, but I think you guys will enjoy it. Before we get to Kenny, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks pod please subscribe on itunes soundcloud google play spotify wherever you get your podcasts make sure to subscribe if you are an apple user please take a few seconds to leave us a five-star rating and a good review i'd really appreciate that and if you like the show and want to get involved you can support us monthly over on patreon patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast all right without further ado the great kenny cody all right guys we're here with my brother kenny cody kenny how you been man I'm good, Brady. How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. So we got a ton to talk about, as always. Let's start with the midterms. Obviously, the midterms are one month away, um, and this should be the easiest election cycle for Republicans in the history of the country, honestly. You know, Biden is at, whatever, 38% approval, something like that, um, can barely speak English at this point. But the GOP is still struggling. You know, like it, sure. a year ago, I would have said, you know, we're going to win five Senate seats at least. 50 house seats it's going to look like you know 2010 you know just an absolute red wave that's not going to happen you know at this point like the best we could hope for is like maybe 20 25 seats in the house and maybe a slim one or two seat majority in the senate and even that is no guarantee um because our candidates are pretty weak you know they're, they're not a lot of them are sure. not ready for prime time and we're going to get into a lot of them here in a second but let's start in georgia because that's that's the big news of the week herschel walker uh, is now being accused of, uh, and it, it's an old story, but they, you know, obviously, Oppo dumps first week of October or, or tales old as time. Um, mm-hmm. Herschel Walker is being accused of paying for an abortion uh, for a woman he was cheating on his wife with, uh, I think, ten years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But the Democrats did come up with like a physical receipt <laughs> from the abortion clinic and a check for seven hundred bucks to uh, the woman in Herschel Walker's handwriting. Um, he denied it, of course, you know, but the denial wasn't believable. And I know you sure. want to get to this in a minute. His son, his son Christian Walker, sure didn't believe his his denial. Uh, he made that clear over on Twitter. But it, you mm-hmm. know, like regardless of, of the truth behind that, like it's it's another self inflicted wound for a candidate who should be up ten points in a red state. Yeah, I mean Her- Herschel definitely has his flaws. I mean he's a celebrity guy who had no really inkling to get into politics until about a year, maybe a year and a half ago. And when you whenever you drag these outsider candidates and they get in. You know, a lot of politicians and people who have been in politics are pretty squeaky clean because they've always had to be right. Like they've they've always wanted to be squeaky clean. They know that they may have eventual aspirations for running for office, whether that's locally, whether that's statewide, whether that's nationwide, whatever. And when you have somebody like Herschel Walker, 
who was in combat sports, was in football, was basically doing some charity work and things like that after he, uh, you know, got through his professional uh, sports career. Now you have sort of these other things coming out where he was not as polished and he wasn't as prepared to be attacked on his laurels because he never really thought that there would be. You know, I mean, a lot of these stuff, a lot of the stuff that are coming out now were not things that were known before he was a Republican candidate for the Senate, right? I mean, and they probably would have never came out, to be quite honest with you. I mean, they would have never came out in his life if he would have never opted to run for the U.S. Senate or for the U.S. Congress or whatever he uh, did run for. This one never came out. So he was unprepared. He was sort of, um, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how should I cover this up? You know, how should I do this? How should I do that? And it's unfortunate because I think a lot of outsider candidates bring in a lot of a lot of good things. You know, I think the Republican Party is in need of a lot more outsider candidates because – the scum of Washington and the scum of these career politicians just just wanting to prop themselves up and earn money off off the taxpayers' backs for all uh, 30 years or 40 years that they want to uh, serve in office it gets a little bit tiresome. So it's honestly nice to see a lot of outsider candidates get in, but it's also unfortunate when a lot of these candidates are not vetted in the right way in terms of their scandals, um, in terms of things they have done in their past. Uh, and you know, in Herschel Walker's case, I'm sure that he didn't even know that this was even traceable in in, in, in a lot of in a lot of jurisdictions so it's it's unfortunate in a lot of ways i mean i still think that you know a lot a lot of this stuff is just you know the october surprise stuff where that's to do with his son coming out and saying that you know he supports this and you know all of a sudden after he was sitting on the campaign trail a month ago you know the the, the timing is very strange to me but it's it, it's what's called an october surprise it came out on october uh, 2nd or 3rd and this, this story came out and now he has to answer for it and it could be the one seat that decides the u.s senate so does it surprise me, especially from an outsider candidate who has not been, you know, vetted, you know, correctly? The scandals haven't been, haven't been overviewed correctly or anything. It doesn't necessarily surprise me, but now it's just he has to be on his feet and be able to defend himself, probably a lot more than he he was prior. Yeah, I just don't understand how. I mean, like the the last scandal a couple months ago was that he had a couple secret children that nobody knew about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, dude, how? I I just don't know what. It's just negligence, obviously, from from Herschel Walker, and and he never should have ran. You know, obviously Trump recruited him to run, um, so he ran. You know, his son Christian says that you know the entire family like begged him not to run. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's if that's true or not. I don't know, but like, how do you expect to keep that? I, I don't know, man. If you have secret children, you paid for an abortion. There's a check in your own handwriting. It's like you know this is out. Like you have physical children walking around out there. Like how right. do you expect? to keep that a secret. I mean, the Democrats have always been much better than we are at Oppo. They're sure. great at it. They obviously have an obedient press who will do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, how are you expecting to keep abortions and children secret? Like, that's just, I, I don't understand. And like the fact that, you know, and it, it reminds me of like the, the Tea Party too. Like, I, I think like the whole MAGA, like Trump kind of movement thing is becoming what we saw in like the late stage Tea Party where like, candidates could just say like hey i'm a tea party guy and then they would just win primaries you know right. I mean? and, and similar it's like oh hey i'm i have trump's endorsement i'm the trump guy I, look i have a neck tattoo of donald trump you know vote for me sure. and then everybody's like okay and it's like but man like i mean i've worked on campaigns i think you have too too kenny but um it's like the, the fact that walker's own campaign staff didn't vet him i mean it's like sure. dude if you're if you're leading a campaign you have to be a shark man you have to do oppo on your own candidate at least to just to figure out how to handle these things when they do come out and nobody did their due diligence. Right. And it's like the reaction from the right 
is just to demonize Christian Walker, his, you know, Herschel's son, and to just say that, oh, no, it's all the Democrats lied. They made it up. It's like, dude, <laughs> that no, they didn't. <laughs> like, right, no, they sure. didn't. Like, you know, Herschel Walker admitted to the secret children. You know, he denied the abortion thing, but, I mean, there's the check and the receipt from the abortion clinic. The, yeah. the check's in his hand, right? Like, he did it. He paid for the sure. abortion. Okay, sure. but it's like his opponent, Raphael Warnock, is a is a wicked human being. Like one, he he claims to be a pastor, and he gets up there and just twists scripture in the most evil, wicked ways. He's literally sure. a false teacher. Like he's he's the kind of person that 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 the Bible warns you about. False um, prophet. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and and he like tried to murder his ex wife. You know, ran over yep. his his ex wife's foot with his car. He refuses yep. to pay child support. He's mm-hmm. dodging taxes. He doesn't pay income tax on the ninety grand a year he makes from his church, which like. Good for him. <laughs> sure, but that, but I, in, in, that, in that regard, yeah. <laughs> you know, but most voters, most Georgia voters aren't, you know, anarchists like I am. So, you know, sure. it seems like if, if the press would actually report on that, it would make a difference. But it's like, yeah. dude, I, I, you don't need to try to convince me that Herschel Walker's a good guy. He's not. Right. Like, he, he does truly sure. seem like a terrible human being. And I'd still, I endorse him. If you're in Georgia, please go elect Herschel Walker. It's like a, a degenerate in Warnock and a degenerate in Walker. One of them wants my family to be poor. One of them wants taxpayer-funded abortion. One of them wants a wide-open border. One of them right. supports, you know, Biden's disastrous foreign policy. And one of them wants to cut my taxes and, you know, would probably— And actually, they, and, I, and, ironically, yeah. and ironically, even if you don't buy—like, even if you buy that, that it did happen, he is still going to be a pro-life voter. Like, Herschel Walker will still vote against abortion in the U.S. Senate, regardless <laughs> if he paid for one or not. I mean— there are so many things that Walker is would, would be good at. Like I've seen his policy positions, and he wants to help out communities. He wants to make sure that the government is not intruding on our livelihoods, and he wants to be anti-war. I mean, there's so many things that he would be would vote on that would be correct in the U.S. Senate. So I I'm sort of with you on that. I, I'm very much with you on that. Um, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I mean, War, Warnock also got interrogated, uh, you know, by the police for child abuse charges in his own church. And he was, and, and that has never been brought to the public eye by, by, by the press because they don't want Herschel War, I mean, I mean Raphael Warnock to lose. So, you know, spare I, I, my reaction to a lot of the media and my reaction to a lot of people who are freaking out about that, that is okay. Spare me. I don't really care because you all didn't cover Warnock's scandals two years ago when he was running against Kelly Loeffler. I don't care. Um, you know, he, he, he Kelly Loeffler literally had no scandals besides being a rich woman. She literally had none besides that. She got appointed by Brian Kemp to fill that position. And she literally had no scandals on her record. And, and the, but the press refused to cover all of Warnock's scandals, and she ended up losing. I mean, there there are there are other reasons, you know, be, being a runoff election, you know, the 2020 uh, election fraud sort of discussions and things like that from the Republicans. I'm sure that did affect that that turnout, and that did affect that election. But the fact that the day of you know November of 2020, that you know the press refused to cover all these scandals done by Warnock solely because Kelly Loeffler was sort of leading him and polling most of the time, but these scandals could and easily could have carried her over the top. Um, spare me is what, is what I, is what I tell the media and, and spare me is what I tell the Democrats. You know, he may, he may be a horrible candidate uh, in retrospect, maybe not the time he was nominated. Um, but I'm not, I, I don't care to be quite honest with you. Like I don't yeah. like, I, I hate, I hate to be like that. I really do. But when it when it comes to the Democratic virtue signaling and independent virtue signaling from also mainstream media that that comes and saying oh how, what a horrible human that he is all this other kind of stuff, they can 
they can they can kiss it because I could care less. Um, because yeah. they, they they refused to cover their own side and they refused to cover their own scandals two years ago. That literally cost us that seat, so I could care less. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more, man. And like I I just don't care if politicians are good people. I assume right. they're all terrible people. And honestly, Correct. like it, at the end of the day, I, I do believe that your average politician is going to be a much worse human being than just your average private sector worker. And I said this a lot, and I piss off a lot of Republicans when I say this, is that it's the same thing with cops, right? It's not as bad. It's not. I don't think being an evil degenerate is as bad a problem among cops than politicians. But for sure. similar reasons, I mean, jobs where you get to wield power over your neighbors. Yeah, you're going to corrupt authority. It. It's going to yeah. just attract bad people. So sure. it's like, you know, the like the Black Lives Matter people are like, man, there's all, all these racist cops. Another cop shot a black guy in the back. And all. it's like, yeah, man, like— some they have a, good they people have a gun are going to be drawn. Yeah, yeah like some yep. good people are going to be drawn to being a cop because they just want to protect their community or whatever. And then a lot of people just want an excuse to carry a gun and wield power over their neighbors, man. It's and it's you know you take if you're talking about the United States Senate, multiply that by a million. You know right. what I mean? You're, I mean, you're I mean, I, to you're, wield yeah, power you're, over your neighbors. Like you have to have at the very least some sociopathic tendencies to mm-hmm. want to run for the Senate, right? And there's right. like there's a few people like. Like a Thomas Massey, like I don't think he's a sociopath, right? Like he, sure. Like his his story is pretty funny. Like he he ran for city council or, or or town council or whatever because he was tired of all the ridiculous regulations when mm-hmm. he was building his farm, right? <laughs> like right, he's building exactly. his off the grid farm in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and he was tired of all the regulations. He was like, "Fine, I'm gonna run for town council so I can get rid of some of these regulations so I can build my farm in peace, right?" And then everybody right. else on town council like begged him to run for Congress. They're like, exactly. you're a smart guy, you're great, please do it. And he's like, I don't want to. And then finally they convinced him. That's like, but, that's same nobody, thing with, man. Yeah. Like, that's it's, not... It's same, yeah, exactly. Well, same thing with Rand Paul, right? Like, I mean, right. the reason Rand ran for the U.S. Senate, I mean, his, yes, his dad was Rand, was Ron Paul, but, you know, Rand, Rand found his own licensing agency to be an ophthalmologist. Like, he hated going to the state of Kentucky and hated going to, to the, you know, the National Optometrist Association, whatever it might be, to get licensed to be an ophthalmologist. So he formed his own PAC that does certification, not PAC, PAC but organization that does its own certification so people can get licensed to be optom- ophthalmologists. Right through his organization so in that same way that's the reason he got into public service yeah so most politicians are uh, pos's if you don't know what that stands for look it up um most of them are but you know you and and that's why it's hard for me a lot of the times to kind of dissuade these outsiders from wanting to get in because i feel like finally a lot of these outsiders are wanting to get into politics It, it is ultimately a good thing like people like joe kent are great like joe kent was a green beret uh, you know his 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 wife got killed in Syria. Or it was either Syria or Afghanistan, Syria, and he yeah. yeah 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 and he oh, I'm sorry yeah he she got killed in Syria. He served in Afghanistan, and he was a he's a great candidate. Like he he is just a normal dude who got convinced by the president after he impressed him at a, at a fundraiser, saying I don't know who you are, but you need to run for Congress wherever you are, and ended up being the incumbent congresswoman that's been there, who's been a rhino, who who's you know voted for high taxes, voted for environmental regulations. And all and all this other stuff, and it's going to be the next congressman from Washington. So I encourage outsiders to get in, but I, I, at the same time, we sort of need to you know have a little bit of self reflection and go, all right, you know this looks good in retrospect. This looks good at the time that we held this primary, and it looks good for the demographic. But we also need to make sure that all of our all of our boxes are checked and make sure that you know all of our, our T's are crossed and our, our I's are dotted. 
So, you know, it's I wish that the Republican Party becomes more of the outsider because a lot of the time with the Republican Party, the usual congressman is somebody who has been a field director, then a chief of staff, then a you know a finance director, and then ran for Congress. You know, if you look to any, about any office, any congressman, they all start out as an intern in Congress, right? So, to me, the Democrats have always been one of those people who are like the working class people are the ones that run for for you know for Congress and run for the Senate. Like they're, they're the people who are community organizers, or they're the people who you know served in, on the city council and then ran for something huge and ended up winning. So I want the Republicans to be adaptive, and I want them to make sure that they're r- r- running the right candidates and running outsiders who have to just want to serve their communities like Joe Kent and others. But I also want to make sure that we're not running somebody who has a lot of scandals who are you know, at a point where we have to have a certain seat, we don't want to be, you know, pressing on our laurels to make sure that, that he's carried over the top by a popular governor in Hurst Walker's case. So it's 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 a very fine line to walk. And and, and, and that's that's politics in general. But overall, I'm still happy overall to see outsiders run. I'm, I'm happy to see people who just want to serve and want to be in their communities and somebody who hasn't been primed and pampered to run for Congress since they're 24 years old. You oh, know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. encouraged to see working class people actually running. So I don't want to dissuade that, but what, what we also need to vet our camp to make sure all of our, our T's are crossed and our eyes are dotted. Can we just dissuade celebrities? Like I'm fine with outsiders. Uh, I'm fine with outsiders, but how about how about no more celebrities, for goodness sake? Well, like, I you're, think, you're I think it depends. Joe, by the way, Joe Kent is great. I've had him on the podcast. Yes, he's a good guy. I endorsed him. Um, you know, and I don't have very many candidates on the podcast, only guys I really like. So um, sure. But but yeah, great guy. But he also has his own platform, right? Like he he yeah he does has and he can articulate his positions. He has positions. He he differs from the, the you know the GOP platform on some stuff. He differs from Trump on some stuff. It's not sure. he's not just like a, a lot like he's a great candidate, and that's why he's going to win. There's a lot of these like MAGA candidates that just talk about Trump all the time. It's just like sure. Trump Trump right. Trump. It's like no dude, who are you? Like just and saying can't, Trump yeah, every other yeah, word yeah. is not enough right. to win a congressional district. Certainly right. not enough to win statewide. Like you need to be your own man. You need to be your own candidate. And like going back to like the the Herschel Walker stuff. Like it, the reaction from the right of just like denial and all that. It just doesn't make any sense. Like I, and it goes back to the during the Trump years. It's like Trump supporters spent like five years trying to convince the world and probably themselves more than anyone that Trump is like a good moral person when he's not, you know, they're, they're just like mm-hmm. they, a lot of Trump voters were like, yeah, see like the stormy Daniels thing totally made it up. It's like, no, no, it's not made up. He's a terrible human being. Like he cheated on his wife a week after she gave birth to his youngest child with a porn star. Like the dude is a douchebag, but I don't care. I don't care. I knew that uh, I still voted for Trump. I endorsed Trump. I, I, I convinced any like here's the thing I, I've lost a ton of support on this podcast since I started calling out Trump from a lot of his his BS starting right around the time he left office because I think he's kind of been hurting the right um, more than helping since then unfortunately but it's like dude all all you people that are like blasting me for like telling the truth about Trump it's like dude I trust me I've gotten more people to vote for Donald Trump than you have <laughs> like, sure I, I have convinced a lot trust me I've done my job. As a loyal mm-hmm. Republican soldier, bro, like I've convinced a sure. lot of people to vote for Donald Trump, so I don't want to hear it. But it's like I, I don't need I don't need you to try to convince me that Herschel Walker is a good guy or that Donald Trump's a good guy. Like, I don't care. Like voting right. is a transactional exchange, like right. enact the policies I want. Like, I don't need a dad. I've got a great dad. OK, I don't need a pastor. I've got a great pastor. I've got a wife. I've got a kid on the way. I've got a bunch mm-hmm. of great friends. I have colleagues like yourself 
who, who I get to discuss ideas with and, and really hash things out. Like, I don't need those people. I'm good, exactly. man. I am good, bro. Right. Like, politicians right. are tools. They're just a hammer or a screwdriver or a freaking crossbow that I'm going to be sitting halfway up a tree with you know, later <laughs> this month. Like, I, I, that, that's sure. all they are, man. And they're all, the, most of them are degenerate sociopaths. Most of them you would not want to have over for dinner. Most of them you would not want to be friends with in real life. But it does not matter. Are they going right. to vote the way you want? Make that decision. Like it doesn't. Like you can you can you know whine about it as much as you want, but Raphael Warnock or Herschel Walker will be a United States senator. That, right. that, that one of those. Make things, your make, make your choice. Make your point. choice. Yeah. Make your choice. Right. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah. well, yeah. It is a binary choice. It is binary. We yep. live in a two party system. I'm sorry to all my good friends who I, I love you dearly over at the LP. I love you guys, but you don't matter. We live in a binary system. You got to make your choice. And like the, the and the pro, the problem being that you know I, with with celebrity candidates and everything else, I mean I the mon, the modern voter it's it's a complicated scenario because I I, I don't I don't want to, to you know to sell the fact that you know Herschel Walker Herschel Walker or let's just say Dr Oz are just these intellectual people who are going to come and save the world like th- those are not the reason that the Herschel Walker was picked in Georgia. Is because he's one of the most known Georgia athletes ever. The reason Dr. Oz was picked in Pennsylvania is because suburban households in Pennsylvania watched them on him on their TV for 20 years, and now he's a Republican. And, and those are the two reasons. And that's all a lot of people need, to be quite honest. And you know, Fetterman is so, so such a radical that I that I, I personally think now that Oz is surging so much with independence that I I, I think Oz is going to win. Um, Walker winning is going to be a little bit more hard now, even though Walker had led in, in five out of the last six polls, you know, it's about it, one or two points. We're going to have to see how much that affects, this affects him now. It might affect him. It might not. Um, but, you know, people have got to stop morally virtue signaling. You know, I, I can because like you just said, I just don't care. Like if somebody is going to go in there, vote for pro-life policies vote against taxes, you know, vote, vote for, for, for us to get out of, you know, foreign wars that we should have no part of. If you do those things, then you're going to have my support. I really don't care about your morals. Like, I mean, I'm, I have my own morals. I have my own family. I have my own community. And if these are the people serving as mayor here in Cock County, it'd be a lot different, right? If, they, right. if these are the people who are running for mayor or running for state rep here, then it might have a difference. But these people who are going to Washington, you know, you're not going to convince me that, that Herschel Walker is a worse human than, than Raphael Warnock. Like, that's not going to be possible. You're not going to convince me that that, that sweet Dr. Oz, <laughs> who seems like the nicest human, regardless of any scandals or the, anything he said about, you know, transgender people or whatever on his show in the past. You're not going to convince me that Dr. Oz is, is, is a worse human than John Fetterman. Like, Ned, who wants to release? And I'm all for criminal justice reform, but John Fetterman wants to release murderers into murders. society. Yeah. Like, that, that, that that's a big difference um so he and he doesn't do his job he, he's been absent in his job he doesn't go and do his job he had the, the duties as lieutenant governor are not very prowess and he still refuses to go and do his job he's a he's a lazy you know he's a he's nothing but a, a lazy stay-at-home idiot who, who who feeds off his parents and feeds off the taxpayers in pennsylvania so nobody's going to convince me that because dr oz lives in new jersey or that he you know <laughs> yeah, said right. said, all, said all this stuff on his show or whatever that he's a worse human or a worse candidate than john fetterman and even in, in the primaries, people were trying to say Dr. Oz lives in New Jersey and all this other stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. David McCormick said he would vote for Biden nominees. So I, I really don't care what, yeah. what what people have to say. Just go do your research. These, these, these are the people we've got. Oz is, is going to, I think, is going to win. I hope Blake Masters wins Arizona because he's arguably the, the best besides Laxalt in the nation in terms of candidates. I think Masters is awesome. Um, 
Black Salt's the best of bunch. Not close. Ma- Masters, Masters just doesn't have any money. He can't. Yeah, well, it, it will depend on how much money Peter Peter Thiel puts in this next month because he he sure he sure carried J D Vance over the finish line. Um, no, he didn't. Episode. No, he didn't. No, he only gave um he only gave J D Vance money in the primary. And well, JD... I, I mean right now, I mean I mean currently, he held, he he has been he's been fundraising for Vance for a month. And Vance's poll numbers went up. Is what I mean. Like no, I, until until no. said he, until said here, he's here's been the fundraising thing. for Vance. I, now. I have to correct that because I'm 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 involved in Ohio politics and it's. He is fundraising, but most of the money that Vance is spending actually came from McConnell. Mitch McConnell sent uh, J.D. Vance $28 million. Um, because he, well, so. I'm talking about this past month. Like he, held a, he said he was done fundraising for Vance this last month so he can go and help Masters and influx money is what I'm saying. Okay. okay. Like, 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 I mean, I mean he, he, like, he, like literally I think it was, it was either in, in uh, Wall Street or, or Wall Street or Politico where he said, I've been fundraising for JD for the last month. Now I'm going off to, for the last month from October to November to go and fundraise for Masters. So it's going to depend on how much, how much money Till – I mean Till hosted a fundraiser for Masters in California where the entry fee was $11,000. Okay. <laughs> In, in Silicon Valley. So, I mean, that that's the kind of stuff he was doing for Vance, and now he's going to go do it for Masters in California um, or, or in Arizona, wherever, if he wants to host home visits or whatever. But he's trying to influx a, a lot of money. So, I, I mean, and Masters is within the, the margin of error at this point. Like, I really do believe Masters has a good chance at, at Kelly. I mean, it's going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle. Ted Buzz is going to win in North Carolina. Laxalt's going to win over Cortez Masto because – Cortez Masto is just a boring candidate, and like we've talked about before, like Saltaran before, he's been the U.S. Senate nominee before. He was the Attorney yes. General in Nevada before. I mean, yep. he, he is a well-vetted candidate, and, and like you said, arguably the best candidate of the cycle. He is arguably the most appealable. He is MAGA enough. He is establishment enough, and he is Nevada enough. Exactly. And, and, and he, exactly. he checks every single box. And 100%. Bud's the same way. You know, Bud's this very very similar in North Carolina. And the thing about Bud is that he was the MAGA candidate. You know, McCory, Pat McCory was sort of a establishment Mitch McConnell pick and Ted Budd has still campaigned well enough to appeal to establishment Republicans and appeal to moderate Republicans and he is that good in terms yeah. of being an appealable guy um, Vance as well I mean I, I didn't think that I mean I, th- I thought Vance was going to win but I didn't think he would be as good as he's been and props to him I'm not the biggest JD Vance fan but he's been great in terms of campaigning as well and Ma- and Masters and um you know Ma- I think is going to do well with Kerry Lake you know I think Kerry Lake may end up carrying Masters over the line if he ends up winning because Lake's ahead in every single poll in, in, in Arizona and oftentimes people don't split the ballot here's the thing my standards are just so low for these people sure because you know I mean? because like I'm you're younger than me I'm 33 you're in your late 20s Yes, I mean, I'm 26. Okay. So, like, I mean, we haven't had, as right-wingers, very many political wins in our adult lives. You know? Sure. It's been, it's, 20, it's, 20, 2016 was what was the highest yeah. point, I would and say. We, and we still didn't get very much out of that. I mean, like, Trump did some good stuff, but, like, literally, and I knew that Trump wasn't good, but he didn't understand Congress. Congress hated him, all that. So it's like he's not going to get that much stuff through. But I was like, if Trump— I was like, I will vote for Trump for re-election if, one, he cuts my taxes— and two, he doesn't start another unnecessary war, right? So like it wasn't check, even check. like it, it wasn't even like cut my taxes and end the wars. It was cut my taxes and don't start Get another war new ones. for exactly. no reason, right? Right. You know exactly. I mean? And and right. he accomplished those two things, and and the, he passed that extraordinarily low bar. So I endorsed him and 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 talked about you know how I wanted people to vote for him on the podcast and you know and all that. So it's like and like dude, like literally all we need 
this election cycle is to stop the economic bleeding. Like, we just need warm sure. bodies with an R on their chest in Washington, D.C. Exactly. to vote exactly. against Biden's spending. Because if right. he pumps another, you know, few trillion in to the economy, I mean, dude, we're never going to recover from this inflation. Like, we just well, need right. bodies. I don't care if they're establishment. I don't care if they're MAGA. I don't care if they're libertarian. I don't yep. care if they're moderate. Just, like, mm-hmm. just dudes to go to Washington and vote against stuff. That's all we need. Just go there exactly. and be Calvin Coolidge. That's it. Don't do anything. Yep. Don't talk. Don't do interviews. Don't freaking try to make yourself money or fame. Just just vote yep. no. Just go there and vote yep. no. That's it. Like that's uh, I, I don't yep. I don't care who they are. I don't care if they're good or bad. I don't care if they I don't care if they you know paid for an abortion or I don't care if they live in New Jersey. I, I don't care. Just sure. stop Biden from spending us into the abyss. That's exactly. It. Well, and, and like in the House, it's a little bit different to me. Like like the Senate is nothing – like I tell people this all the time. The Senate is nothing but Republicans versus Democrats. But in the House, if you have a majority, you're going to have Republicans versus Republicans more than likely. In the same way that you have the progressive wing versus the establishment Democratic wing, you're going to have the MAGA sort of Freedom Caucus Republicans versus the establishment Republicans who are going to cave to Biden's agenda oftentimes. People like Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise and others oftentimes vote in accordance to what Biden wants to do because they, they have backdoor deals and caucus meetings and all that and all this other nonsense so the the infighting and the criticisms and saying you're not republican enough you're not republican enough that stuff should happen over in the congress <laughs> because that is more of a battle to, to kind of decide how we're going to handle the majority you know the senate is just a republican 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 stamp 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 send it through veto 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 that's all that the senate is because there's 50 50 right i mean there's nothing before besides you know, Republicans versus Democrats. But in the House, where you're going to have a 20-seat majority, where people can kind of afford to flex a little bit in terms of how Congress wants to be handled, and if they have a Republican majority, if that's going to be the modern Republicans, is are we going to have a new speaker besides Kevin McCarthy, who's been really weak on you know policy and stuff like that? Or can we elect a new speaker, somebody like maybe Jim Jordan or Steve, even Steve Scalise that's, that's establishment enough, but also – sort of right-wing Tea Party enough to, you know, fight back against Biden financial policies a lot more. That's kind of more we can afford that battle. We can afford to say, where do we want the party to be in terms of Congress? But in the U.S. Senate, it is just purely, oh, the Democratic policy stamp, veto, done. We're not doing anything. We're going to vote against, you know, we're going to vote against Biden. We're going to vote against Chuck Schumer. We're going to vote against whatever Nancy Pelosi has sent us in the past. And if it's not good enough when Kevin McCarthy and them send it to the, to the U.S. Senate, we'll send it right back for revision. Like, that's the way that this stuff works. That's the way U.S. Congress and the U.S. Senate has always worked. And right now we are in the battle for the ages in terms of how our cost of living is going to be in terms of our children's future and in terms of where the moral backbone of this country is going to go. We have got to vote Republican no matter what. Yeah. I mean, that, that's hundred percent correct. And and it's just, you know, my, my, my buddy Jim Garrity wrote about this at the morning Joel earlier this week. Like we're just so many of these candidates are running for the first time. Sure. You know, even some of these statewide candidates are running for the first time, which almost never happens, like you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's right. like going from Walker, Oz, Blake Masters, Tudor Dixon, who's running for, for governor up in Michigan. I mean, she Carrie should Lake. Win. She should win. Carrie Lake. Uh, Carrie Lake has a chance to win. Tudor Dixon's going to lose by double digits in a state yep. she should win by double digits. I mean, she's sure. running against a legitimate sociopathic villain. Yeah. In, in like, like a, I mean, she's like one of the most villain. evil. I mean, she won. Yep. She sent 5,000 elderly people to their deaths. Right. They they locked down Michigan. They they would arrest people if you try to go buy seeds for your garden during COVID. I mean, she's like a legitimate yep. villain, a terrible right. human being. And and Tudor Dixon's going to lose. It's like vetting these candidates is so important, man. 
We need yeah. like voters need to do their research and vet candidates. People that are yeah. working on these campaigns need to do oppo on their own candidates. The fact right. that we have so many candidates that weren't vetted at all is just killing us. In my home district in Ohio 9, uh, J.R. Majewski, our nominee here, who I endorsed on this podcast, I will be voting for him. Please, ladies and gentlemen, don't hear what I'm not saying. Go vo- if you if you live in 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 the area, vote for J.R. Majewski. I endorse him. I, I would vote for him twice if I could. Okay, because he's running against an actual communist authoritarian tyrant. Okay, who has been my congressman since nine years before I was born. She's been in office for forty-two years. Okay, a twenty-one-term congressman. It's totally ridiculous. Um, right. So I, 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 it's trust me. I want him to win, but he's not going to win because he sucks. He sucks. He's the worst candidate, Kenny. He's unthinkably bad. I mean, he starts his campaign in the primaries by sending every Republican a postcard with him holding an AR-15. Now, I I have an AR-15. I love my AR-15. Shout out to Palmetto State Armory. Okay? I'm a crazy anarchist redneck who loves firearms. Okay? (laughs) Unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a whole lot of suburban white women who you need to vote for you if you're going to win in this district. And white women think guns are icky. Okay, so maybe don't start your campaign with an AR-15 postcard. I mean, it's like, come on, man. This is like just elections 101. Like, what are we doing? And then so he tries to make himself sound more badass to the voters, so he lies about being a combat veteran. He's an Air Force veteran. He never saw combat. He was like, yeah, I saw combat in Afghanistan. He was actually unloading airplanes in Qatar, right? So he holds Mm -hmm. a press conference to try to explain away the lie, and then he lies again about his military record in in the press conference explaining away the first lie. He lies again. A journalist, a Democratic journalist, asked him, well, hey, you were demoted in the Air Force. Air Force, you were punished. What happened? He was like, ah, I got in a bar fight, beat some guy up. That didn't happen. He actually got a DUI on, on a base in Japan. So, But it's like, bro, stop. Like, just stop. Like, who cares? Like, stop lying. Just tell the truth and win the election. Like, you don't need to make yourself sound more badass and like both both the people that were running against him in the primaries would have beaten Marcy Captor handedly. Okay, but the we, after redistricting, it's a 50-50 district now. Um in a in an election cycle where Democrats are extraordinarily unpopular, Joe Biden has a 30% approval rating. Okay. They the, sure. both both of JR's primary opponents were I mean, normal Republicans, they weren't like super maga or whatever, but like they they were conservative enough, like they would have been reliable, like right wing votes, and they were both state senators who have ran against and beaten Democrats in close elections before. They've been vetted, the voters know them, but Republicans voted for Mujewski because he said Trump a million times, and he was at January sixth, as mm-hmm. if that's like a reason. To, I mean, like what a stupid decision. It's like it did not have to be this way, and we just need to wake Republicans up, man. It's like you don't have to. Just vote for whoever Trump wants. Like, are you that far up Donald Trump's colon that you just do whatever he says? Why? Like, how about how about like vote for the person who can actually win, man? Like, how high do you want gas prices to go? How poor do you want to be? Right. Okay. Well, well, do you need well, the well, January yeah. 6th yeah. guy, or can you vote for the Republican who can actually win? Goodness well, I mean, it, it, and like Brian Nichols has a really good quote that I love. And Brian Nichols, great guy, by the way. Great guy. Great guy. Go and listen to his podcast. Um, you know, you've got you've got to you've got to know where you can meet people. You got to. I mean, you've got to know. You know, meet, meet people where they're at. Is is the quote that Brian Nichols always says. And what I counter that with is, know the battles that you can win. 
you know, you can afford to be a MAGA candidate in terms of, 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 a, of a district that's 60-40, 70-30 Republican. But in a lot of these 50-50 districts, you have got to be able to appeal to moderates. You've got to be able to appeal to independents. You've got to be able to appeal to the modern voter. And you, you can't just be the MAGA candidate and you can't just be the progressive candidate, right? Like you can't just prop up, you know, I'm pro-choice, um, you know, I'm pro-choice and worry for universal health care and all this other stuff. And then on the other side, you can't be all MAGA, like I'm going to vote for a federal abortion ban. I'm going to do all this kind of other stuff because I'm MAGA. Um, you can't do either either one. Like you've got to be able to be appealable. And regardless of candidate background, regardless of what kind of background scandals, whatever somebody has, you've just got to be able to answer questions and you've just got to be able to back up where you are. You're, you're talking about Tier Dixon and Carrie Lake. You know, Carrie Lake, is art was arguably i remember i mean i know a lot of people in arizona and i i you know i like carrie lake but a lot of people were worried for carrie lake's chances in in, in arizona during the primary they wanted to heard of the heard to vote for that uh kareen robinson and that's who the people wanted to vote for in order for her to win and instead carrie lake wins and everybody's like okay but we, we've lost the arizona governor's race but no carrie lake is good enough even when she's been accused of voting for obama and all of these, all this other stuff, where she's a Democrat or whatever, she was still, she is still now favored to win because she has handled her messaging in the right way and campaigning in the right way. She's up five points in most polls. She's going to be the governor of Arizona. Like, I mean, she, in every single poll, she is, she is polling very highly with independents. She's vote, she's polling unbelievably out, out of the world with Republicans, and she's losing with Democrats. But that doesn't matter if you win independents. So she is a good, as a good enough messenger in terms of. Defending her own laurels and the term of, of defending her own scandals and things like that, her own criticisms, that she ended up, you know, it, being this controversial Tudor Dixon like candidate into be, you know, that she wasn't that great. And, you know, she's, you know, is promoting, you know, these conspiracy theories about the election and all this other kind of stuff. And ends up because she's so good at messaging, she is so good at doing what she's doing and so good at combining and kind of, you know, bumping hands and you know, shaking hands and kissing babies in terms of um, in terms of appealing to independence and moderates that she's going to end up being the governor of Arizona. And the, the, per, the, the other woman that Katie Hobbs doesn't have a chance. Because Lake is so good at what she does. Then you have Tudor Dixon, who is arguably even a little bit better, is arguably a little bit more, you know, people on the independence of moderates say she's a little bit more sane than Carrie Lake is. If you're coming from that, that perspective, she's struggling to win against, like you said, a tyrant governor in, in Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer. Who, like you said, a lot of people down in their homes and literally killed elderly people. Um, you have somebody like that in Michigan, but because Tudor is not good at, as good as messaging as Carrie Lake is, is not good at defending her positions as Carrie Lake is, that it, it ends up that she is going to probably lose because Karen Robinson was the moderate candidate in Arizona, the one that was going to win by 10 or 15 points or was going to win by five and all this other stuff that Mars just didn't want to. You know, a MAGA, you know, Arizona Senate can Arizona governor candidate, but ends up Carrie's so good that she gets she gets the nomination. She was polling about two or three points below Katie Hobbs, and now she's going to end up winning by five because she's defending her laurel so much. So we need to make one of two decisions: either you have got to make sure that we nominate candidates who are who have no scandals, who have no controversies, and can win and be fine. 
or on the, on the flip side, have somebody that can defend that kind of stuff, who can erase any sort of criticisms like, yes, I did this, I did this, I did this. That Those are three controversies, three scandals that I did, but here's why you should vote for me anyway, because I've matured since then. I have made sure that I advocate for our cause since then. I am still the better candidate over my opponent, and you should still vote for me even with my mistakes. Either we need to be somebody who has no mistakes – or nominate people that can defend them and make them even better. Like make those issues like, yes, I did all this stuff, but I've learned from those mistakes. So either we need to pick people that can defend those kinds of things or don't have to defend those things at all. Not somebody who can't defend them and also has scandals. Yeah, Carrie Lake is like the only MAGA candidate that's able to do that, though. The rest of them just don't. Because well, like, they, 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 yeah, Don, yeah, Donald yeah. Trump doesn't do that. Like Donald Trump has never admitted to doing anything wrong. He just says, sure. he just denies it. Even if everybody knows he's lying, he'll just still deny it. And that's just kind of that's bled over to like the whole movement, man. It's like these candidates are just like they just see Trump who just they, they like the Democrats were never until the end, until, you know, 2020. They weren't ever they couldn't get anything to stick to the guy like he was Teflon, you know. And but that's just I don't know, man. That's just because he's like a billionaire and he's like one of the most famous people on Earth. And like people just knew who 100 percent name recognition Everybody knew everything about him going back to, like, the early 1980s, right? Like, that, that's well, a one-off. Yeah. Like, if you're a yeah. normal candidate, you can't just do that. You can't just lie and expect people to believe it, you know? And sure. like, it's, I don't even think people believed, like, Trump's lies. They just, like, were like, ah, whatever. That's Trump. Yeah, kind of you know go I mean? like, off their backs. Yeah. But, like, Herschel Walker doesn't have that. Like, he doesn't have, like, he can't just, like, nobody's going to be like, ah, that's just Herschel lying about paying for abortions. Who cares? You know, like, he's going to get hurt by this stuff. And, sure. like, in these candidates, they're not—I mean, you see, like, J.R. Majewski, it's just one lie after another. It's like, bro, just stop. Just stop the bleeding. Just apologize sure. and talk about how your opponent wants to make you poor, right. wants to steal money from your family, wants to make you homeless, wants you to pay $10 a gallon of gasoline if you're allowed to own a gas-powered car at all. Okay, like, that, that's, that is what you do. In that press well, conference, yeah. he should have said, I lied. Didn't see combat in Afghanistan. I, you know, I, I was embarrassed that well, I didn't. He, he, I, I'm even sorry. say misspoke. Like, you don't even have to say yeah. he lied to say Something. I misspoke. Yeah. 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 But don't well, compare but, yeah. one lie with yeah. another lie. I mean, it's just, it's amateur hour, man. Like, these well, candidates yeah. are yeah. just not ready for prime time. And it's like, it's just, we just can't afford to, to lose the Senate, man. We just can't. No. no. We no, cannot. We, like, we just, I, my we own, can't. I'm looking at my bank account right now, buddy. I, I personally, cannot afford it all right sure. it is just not like i have more money in my savings account when republicans control the senate that's just how it works and yep. I, we just can't afford this man and we just need to develop the ability to vet these candidates i don't know if trump it's, it's a trump issue too you know like it almost seems like he's hurting us more than he's helping at this point he, with all the guys like I mean, obviously like i mentioned a lot of these guys would have won their primaries no matter what mm-hmm. but you know a, a lot of them he he dragged over the finish line in their primaries, and then he hasn't helped them. Like, all, yeah. all the money that Trump is raising, he's not distributing to these candidates. He's keeping it for whatever, his own run in 2024 or whatever. But he's, like, you you, you drag these, these candidates across the finish line. You help them win their election or their primaries with your endorsements, and then you don't give them cash? You don't help mm-hmm. them? You know, so sure. it's like— and it's this whole thing where, like, look, I'm no Mitch McConnell fan, obviously. I'm, 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 a, I'm a freaking anarcho-capitalist, for goodness sakes. Like, trust me, I'm not defending, like, the establishment Republicans by any means. They're mm-hmm. the enemy, for goodness sakes. But, like, mm-hmm. 
Mitch McConnell is giving the MAGA candidates more money than Donald Trump is. Okay, and it's, so it's like, I, what are we doing? Like, is 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 yeah. Trump even helpful to the movement anymore? Like, is is does he still have any utility? Like, I'm starting to think the answer is no. Well, it it depends. It to me, it depends on what on what it what's in ends up happening. I mean, I, Mitch McConnell also would rather give money to somebody like Vance or, or Bud than give money to Masters, who needs it more. Or give them, I mean, they're giving a lot of Oz a lot of money, but like they've refused, like they've refused to give Masters hardly any money at all, where he probably needs it. I mean, Emerson polling, uh, Trafalgar, whatever, all these other polls, polling systems have said that this race is decently close, and McConnell and the NRSCC are, are refusing to give Masters money. So I, I, I don't think anybody's good in this scenario. I don't think McConnell's wise. I don't think Trump's been wise with his money. Um, I, I just wish we would really just nail down because the Democrats don't have this problem. Democrats don't have a, have a problem with funding candidates. They don't have a problem with deciding when who, who to give money and who not to. They know who needs it and they give them money. Well, but instead, like, it's not. In it, but it's it's the voters too. Like Democrats sure. don't have these problems because they are collectivists. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they're like all for one cause. Yeah, it's like herding cats. As a you know, like I'd yep. hate to be like the chairman of the Republican Party. Like you're trying to get like anarchists and like mm-hmm. left of center moderates to like yep. vote the same way. You yep. know what I mean? It's like how the heck do you do that? You know what exactly. I mean? But like Democrats just do as they're told. They love the part. You know, they, the exactly. Democratic Party is a capital P party. Right. Right. They're exactly. not a lowercase p party like the GOP. Okay. They are the party to Democratic right. voters. They obey what the party mm-hmm. says. They get yep. in line. They do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Right. And like, obviously, Republicans. And thank God. I mean, I don't want to be a part of some collectivist party either. But like, well, in know, terms I mean, of this, I'd like to be. To be honest <laughs> with you, in terms of this, I, I would like to be because I mean, you, you've got you've got Rick Scott and Mitch McConnell fighting for which candidates are getting funded, and that's nonsense. Like, that is absolute nonsense. The fact that Rick Scott is saying we should give, give the candidates this money. To me, Mitch McConnell should pony up and go. Whoever Rick Scott says gets to get money should get money because that's his job as the chairman. That is right. his job to do that research, do that polling research, and know who needs money. Right. But, but, but instead, Mitch, Mitch McConnell is going like, well, Master says he wouldn't vote for me for majority leader, so I'm I'm going to go and and, and give J.D. Vance money and or go give Ted Budd money because he'll he'll vote for me for leader again. That's nonsense. We all need to pony up and vote for Republicans and give money to people who need it. Masters needs it. Walker needs it, and and Doctor Oz and Laxalt need it. Give money to those four, and then let everybody die on a hill because Joe Day's not going to win. Tiffany Smiley's not going to win. Ted Bud's going to roll. Marco Rubio's going to roll. Ron Johnson's going to roll. Give money to Masters, Oz, Laxalt, and and uh, and Walker, and roll. That's exactly. We don't need to give. I wouldn't give another penny to J.D. Vance, Ted Bud, or Marco Rubio or Ron Johnson. Do not give them any more money at all let's distribute our money to people who need it give most of the money to masters and oz give what's left to walker and laxalt and let's roll that's what needs to happen masters needs the most help or, or, or arguably oz oz may have a better chance so you may give him a little bit more money second needs to come masters third walker and, and then fourth laxalt Period. That's the way funding needs to go. I could be chairman of of the NRSC <laughs> pretty easily, but but instead, Rick Scott and Mitch McConnell are having a pissing contest for, for for majority for some reason, and that's why we're struggling. People are people want to want to sit here and, and blame candidates and want to sit here and blame voters. The reason that people like Masters are struggling in Arizona and that Oz is struggling in Pennsylvania is because Mitch McConnell and Rick Scott are having a pissing contest, just like establishment conservatives have had for forty. 
years. And the the funniest thing, Kenny, is like, and I I say this all the time. The the most frustrating part is that I mean you're a libertarian. You're not quite as radical as me. I don't mm-hmm. think, I don't want to sure. for you, but you're, I, I'm I'm more of a libertarian populist. Yeah. Right. But you know you 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 have some pretty radical views as well. I mean you're you're no sure. you're no moderate. You're no like traditional no. Republican conservative or anything. And I'm no. I'm an anarcho capitalist. You know what I mean? So it's like sure. when I see guys, when I see Republicans that are like, oh I don't, uh, I just can't vote for Trump because he cheated on his wife, or I can't vote for this. But it's like, dude. I've never voted for a candidate who actually shares my values. <laughs> okay. Right. I am a radical. I am a radical libertarian right winger. Okay. Like it's like it's not. I mean, I mean, I could like join the LP and vote for some candidate who has, has no chance to win if I wanted to waste my time, but I'm not going to do that. But so right. it's like I, dude, if I can suck it up, if I can swallow my pride and just vote for the lesser of two evils every November, so can you. You know why? Right. Because I have more problems than these with these Republican candidates than you do. I promise. I like sure. there's very few Republicans in this country who who can say that they have more problems with a Republican candidate than Brady Leonard. Okay, so sure. if I can suck it up and pull the lever, so can you. You can too. Yeah. Like, I'm you, sorry. Yes, like, it's, yeah, there's yeah, no quit. excuse. If if I if I can do it, there's no excuse for your average listener of this podcast. Like that's just I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm, I'm more radical than 90% of you. Maybe that's half of the appeal of the show. I don't know. But like, sure. You know, right. it's just if I can do it, so can you. But we had a bunch of stuff I wanted to get to that we ran out of time, unfortunately. But uh, Kenny, <laughs> before I let we, you go, we, man, we, we I, covered uh, the right topics, so that's fine. Yeah. So I I'm on vacation in South Carolina next week. So I'm off next week. Next podcast will be a week from Monday. So like a lot of these polls and these 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 Senate races and congressional races are going to be a lot closer. Or we're going to see a lot of sure. movement in the next like whatever nine right. ten days that I'll be off. Um, sure. So like you know by the time I do my next show, your prediction might already be nonsense. But if you had to just fast forward a month, go to election day. What what are we looking at? And then not not the optimistic what you want to see happen. If you were a betting man betting on these elections. What, what what does the House look like? What does the Senate look like on November 9th or whatever, the day after the election? I think we're going to have a 20 to 25 seat majority in the House. That's not me being optimistic. That's that's a little bit over what the average, like 538, is predicting. Like they're predicting around a 15 to 16 seat majority. I think just overall congressional ballots, they're usually under polled. I mean, if, if, if you go into, poll, if you go into polling logic, Oftentimes, in terms of you know just the R, like the RCP average, they're they're awfully two or three points o- over in terms of the congressional ballot. So I think we can have around about ten more seats than what's being predicted. So about twenty five in, in or to 20, 20, 25 in the uh, House, um, probably. I'm going to guess 51-49 Republican majority in the Senate. I think I think Laxalt winning and Oz potentially winning are going to help us. I, I, you know, Oz is like I told you is polling 12 points above. Um, it's winning by 12 points with independents, and people don't realize how much that means. Remember um, that and, Oz. Remember that Oz is a uh, that if he wins, that's a Republican hold. It's not a pickup. Oh yes, correct. But all, but but like South's going to be an, an an overturn, right? So yeah. it, it, it's going to and and you know Vance winning, Bud winning, um, Oz winning in Pennsylvania. You know if, if Walker ends up losing, if Laxalt and Oz both win, that that in turns means that we have a one seat majority because that because because that even in keeping that Democratic hold, if we if if Walker loses and Georgia stays Democratic, we'll pick up the seat in Nevada. If Vance wins in Ohio and then Oz wins in Pennsylvania, that means a one 
one seat majority. So uh, that that's sort of my prediction. Um, it's going to be somewhere from 51 to, 40, to 52 because it determines on how much this affects Walker, right? I mean, if Walker ends up being affected by this, then that's a one-seat majority. That means it's going to go down between 51 to 49. If he wins, that's going to be a 52, 52 to 48 majority. Yeah. That's my prediction anyway. I don't think Joe, Joe Day has a chance. Unfortunately, I don't think Masters has a chance out in Arizona. I don't think Tiffany uh, – well, uh, maybe he, he has more of a chance than most, but I still think he loses. Yeah. Um, I think Tiffany Smiley loses in Washington. Um, I think that Ted Budd wins. I think Ron Johnson rolls. I think Marco Rubio rolls. I think Grand Paul rolls. Um, the three seats that I'm looking at, are Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania. Now, in most in most polls, I think all still wins I think because he's only behind by, I think, average the last two months, he's only behind by about 2.5. And that seat is usually, if you look at Pat Toomey's RCP average of 2016, it's very underpolled in terms of Republicans. So I, th- I think Oz ends up winning in, in Pennsylvania. I think Laxalt overturns that seat and has that flip in Nevada. And determines on what Walker does in uh, in Georgia if it's going to be a 51 or 52. I think the environment's too good. I think the environment is too beneficial to us as Republicans for us not to have some sort of majority. Um, and just RCP and polling averages just tell the story for me. Like we have a closer uh, average in polling than we've, ha- than we've had since we've had a majority before. It's going to be very hard for me to believe that we don't have some sort of majority. I mean, it's very possible Oz could collapse, Walker could collapse, and for some reason Cortez Masto might get an influx of funding that puts her over the top. But to me right now where it stands, more than likely it's going to be a 51-49 majority in the Senate with Laxalt winning, with Oz winning, and if I had to just give up a seat, I would say Walker loses. And then, but, but Oz wins in Pennsylvania and like, like Salt wins in Nevada. That's my prediction for now. That's actually, uh, that's actually my exact prediction. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking 20 seats, uh, 20 seats in the house. Um, and yeah, if I had to bet, I'd say like Salt wins, Oz wins and masters and, uh, Walker lose. Um, right. so that would put us at 51 49. Obviously if let's say Walker survives, let's say, you know, maybe, uh, maybe Teal can can help Masters campaign out financially. He can pull this out. Maybe Carrie Lake can help drag him over the finish line a little bit. Um, right. You know, anything could happen. I mean, we could be looking at 53, um, and that would be great because that would mean we could lose uh, Collins and Murkowski and still get things done, um, which would be terrific. But um, sure. it's just, oof. In it's one unlikely. Month, in one month, yeah. in one month, brother, like having a candidate – survive an abortion scandal and then uh masters make up about you know five six points um in the would be, would be terrific would be terrific <laughs> i mean crazier things have happened and it can happen yeah. and the democrats yeah. are really bad at this and gas prices are are gonna go up i mean today it was reported that that opec is is uh is reducing its oil production by two million barrels a day so right. i mean five five dollar gas is coming to a town near you very soon uh, exactly. At a time that's very disadvantageous for the Democratic Party. So, like, anything can happen. Right. But I agree with you. If I were a betting man, I'd, I'd go. We have a one net pickup seat uh, in the Senate. Uh, Which is that, all that matters. It's either. all that matters, dude. <laughs> just, just, stop, just stop the bleeding. And everybody just exactly. freaking hold Pony your, up. Just, you know, pull it together once you get in there. Like Collins, exactly. Romney, exactly. Murkowski. Like, please, 
Don't allow this degenerate regime to make your constituents even more poor. Exactly. Stop. Vote against it. Give them nothing. They hate Please. you. They would. They would not. Joe Biden would not save you if you were drowning, Mitt Romney. He hates exactly. you. He exactly. He hates you. Stop. <laughs> Just he said you're going to put him in chains in 2012. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. yeah, he called you a racist. He said you want to kill women or whatever. You know, it's like whatever. So, like, please. But, yeah, it would be terrific to end up with, you know, 53. But, oof, I doubt it. Kenny, my brother. Uh, I do, too. Uh, th- thanks for doing this, man. Where can everybody uh, read your stuff? Where can everybody follow you online? Keep in touch. All that good stuff. Uh, probably go, you know, go to Newsmax, read my stuff at Newsmax, um, go to my muckrack. Uh, if anybody's ever heard of muckrack, type in Kenny Cody muckrack. That's where all, the archives of every article that I've ever written is right there and available. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Katie Cody TN. Um, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. Just be keeping up with uh, things that I've been writing. Muckrack is probably the best thing for archives, but I write for Newsmax and town hall mostly. And, uh, please read my stuff. I, I don't know if you, you will agree with it or not, but at least it's, it's at least interesting. Everybody, uh, check out uh, Kenny's work. It's great. Everybody follow him on Twitter. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back a week from Monday. No gimmicks.